This is the Light Goddess Podcast, and I am your host, Jude Hotep, the Goddess Coach. If you are here, it means that you are a divine feminine entrepreneur, and come hell or high water, you will root more love into this world. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the White Goddess Podcast. I'm Jude Hotep. This episode is called Preference Liberation. Um, we are going to talk about the chattering brain and uh, getting it to shut up <laughs> and all of the trouble it causes and what to do about it. It's going to be a fun episode. I want to let you know first that I coach women on financial healing by restoring your divine feminine truth and intuition. Light Goddess is my one-to-one coaching program where we work together, overcoming distorted money beliefs and restoring the truth of your innate self-worth so you can run your business on your divine feminine intuition and make more money. You can get into a goddess consult with me at lifecoachjude.com. You will definitely have more clarity and a transformation in that call. And um, let's get into this episode the chattering voice in our minds, that voice that never shuts up, that pulls us here and pushes us there, that voice is full of preferences. It prefers lemonade to tea and sunshine to rain and disagrees just to hear itself express. <laughs> you know the voice. And sometimes, you know, if you've been on this journey and doing mindset work, you might have had times where you want to scoop your brain out of your skull with a spoon <laughs> because if it just won't shut up and it often gets louder when we bring so much, when we start putting our attention and our awareness to it because what was unconscious is no longer unconscious. And so we go through that phase where it can feel worse before it gets better. If you think about how your thoughts are full of preferences, liking something, disliking something, it begins to bring you clarity to the constant up and down of our emotions, even if it's in a micro way. But that fluctuation of a little bit of disappointment, a little bit of elation, a happiness, a smile bummed out again all within a matter of a day because our mind is liking and disliking things constantly throughout the day we wish it were sunny and not raining so we experience disappointment we wish we had 12 clients instead of 10 and so we feel longing or craving or a lack all of these preferences causes us to miss what is actually happening for us in each moment. I don't know how many people I've known over the years that just treat their animals like furniture. Um, I had an aunt who just had this cat, and they were like, wow, she's in there on the chair. And they just they didn't have a relationship with her at all. And luckily for their dogs that they got later, they did grow a relationship with them, but they just treated the cat like furniture. And... So whenever I was vi- would visit, you know, I was like, where's the cat? And it, and it's just like, it, you know, they had zero relationship with it. Like we miss all of these things that are in our life right now at the moment because we're wanting so much more for our life. And 
we're always going to have that growth and that desire to do more and create more and be more, but we conflate it with the consumerism of getting more and having more in a materialistic way. And it's not that any of that is right, wrong, good or bad. We want things and we're never not going to, but if we just set that aside, we might actually be able to enjoy what is in this moment that is so beautiful, that is so magical, that offers us so much connection right here, right now. But for the preferences, our mind always liking, disliking, pushing away, craving this. Why is this important? It is important because our divine feminine soul knows this wild adventure that it is always seeking to unfold into our experience. But we spend our time in resistance to what is. We spend our time pushing away our current experience, not accepting what is in this moment. The traffic being slow across all three lanes, we get frustrated and say lots of words about it. What about if you sank back into your seat and allowed what is to be what is? Allowed your mind to chatter as it's going to. The mind does what the mind does. Not engaging with it. Watching it but not participating in the thoughts. Not responding. What if you let it rain? Let it snow? Let it be whatever it be. So you could capture the truth of what you are really experiencing Vipassana meditation is said to be the meditation of the Buddha, and it's passed from a teacher in Burma to other teachers and from teacher to students. And there are places all over the world that you can go and do free 10-day sits of Vipassana meditation, Vipassana sits. And you stay on the property and, and you do 100 hours of meditation in 10 days and take a nine-day vow of silence. It's um it's intense and it's an amazing experience. I did my first sit in May of 2012 and um and took a vow of silence and in like it it's you have to take silence at these particular retreats so it's not a choice like at some other retreats but um in vipassana meditation you are instructed to focus on tiny areas of the body one after another. And you go through your whole body and you just repeat and repeat and repeat that. And the goal is equanimity, to neither crave the sensations that can come, that can rise up, that are really amazing, nor resist the sensations that arise that are very challenging and the itches and the, the just the pain and the flashes of heat and and st- a lot can come up within you. You can experience storms of emotions and hurricanes of thoughts and shadow coming up and dark tunnels of your psyche <laughs> opening up. I mean, you can experience a lot. And there's guides to help you through different parts of it should you need it. But a lot can come up. And so the whole goal of it is to neither crave nor resist what is happening, what is there. And it's interesting because you can have such euphoria. You can have amazing sensations come up. And the good sensations wash over you and it feels euphoric. And you are taught to ignore the enjoyment of it and ignore. And one of the things, you know, there's a distinction to to make that craving and enjoyment are really, really different. And we want to make this distinction in our lives. 
because the craving brings up so much um so much pain for ourselves it's unnecessary because we think something's wrong with our now because we're craving something in the future and we are experiencing lack in our present moment instead of enjoying creating something that we're creating for the future and seeing a vision there's like really different things if you make that distinction it will be powerful in your life of how you experience your day-to-day life how you experience your life on the way to the goal. And so there's a difference between craving and enjoying. There's a difference between seeing that vision and craving for to get something in the future. There's a difference between creating towards your vision and your goals and enjoying life and being in the dream right now, which is all up to ourselves. We really do get to choose our experience. And it's powerful when we can when we can be in that space of being the creator of our experience and it's not a perfection you know it's it's a practice i'm going to do an episode on that coming up so look for that but but there's a difference between creating our experience and just being at the mercy of our experience and having the preferences and wishing this wasn't like this and this would be more of like that and so when we make that distinction, we, we often push to the good away in our lives simply for the lack of experience with it or familiarity or because it, it is so familiar that we don't recognize it as good anymore. We don't appreciate what we do have in our life that we once wanted so much and appreciate the having of it and the being of it. We think something must be wrong here because we're trained in this culture to be destination focused and goal focused. And again, like I was saying, there's a distinction between creating towards our vision or just so fixed on this goal that we're not in the journey at all. We, with so many women experiencing abuse, you know, there can be a lot of confusion to unravel within with that as well, because of the person abusing can be mixed up with good sensations and pleasure as well. And, um, and the being loved, but still being abused and these types of different elements to experiencing abuse. And so there's a lot to unravel within our psyches sometimes to get to a place where we can let go of the preferences or even notice the preferences. It's an unraveling so much within when we look at our tendency towards false pleasure rather than true joy. False pleasure is FDA approved. It is spoon fed to us through television and movies and prescribed lifestyles. I mean, you know, it's a it's a it's a small example, but my grandma was a nurse and and everybody liked football. And so I remember her saying that she didn't really like it, but everyone loved it. And it was, you know, she, she loved to be with people and she loved, you know, yucking it up with people. And so she got into it too. And it's this going along with the crowd that humans tend toward because exclusion to our lower brain means banishment to the primitive part of our brain. It means death. Our lower brain doesn't see from a spiritual perspective, from a universal point of view, from a soul lens. How often have you done what you really didn't love in your life to please someone else? How often have you disregarded your passions and joys 
for other people or for money. Like how often have you disregarded your passions, your joys, and like what you wanted to really do and what you loved for money? What if you didn't? What if you went for what you truly love and what you really wanted independent of what others think or do and let the the chips fall where they may and follow your, your soul's intuition, your soul's guidance? So we have these preferences. We are meant to have joy. We are meant to feel peace and love in this life. This is the truth of our soul. Our soul is pure love and peace and joy. This is the evolution of humanity. We are meant to enjoy our life and live full out and do what we love. We are meant to create beauty and connection. Humans tend to go towards what is hard in life. The brain, the lower mind, has a negativity bias. College is an excellent example. I've heard so many people, and this was my experience too, say that they you know, thought that the original degree, the original major was too easy. And so then they went for something more difficult. And what they didn't understand, what I, you know, what I understood later in my life was that you have an aptitude for that. That's why it's easy. It's not wrong that it's easy. It's not wrong that you have a genius for something. And what could you explode into that to go into it and let it be and let it unfold or to struggle in something that was never meant for you anyways? The culture teaches life should be hard. And so, and so... We so often make things harder because we're trained, we're programmed to think that life is supposed to be hard. And so when it unfolds before our eyes magically, we almost don't know how to handle it. What we don't realize is that our soul has the effortless path ready to unfold in our experience. That doesn't mean that there won't be challenge and loss and pain. It is effortless, but for the way that we perceive it with all of our thoughts. It is more beautiful than our small self-wishes, it is more adventurous and fun. Most of us don't allow for this unfolding due to all of the preferences we hold in our mind. We spend so much time talking about what is and complaining or wishing it was different instead of creating what wants to come through us and allowing our path to unfold before us. What if you, for this week, dropped your preferences? This will come up in your mind. All the preferences will come up in your mind. They will be there. But what if you just watched them be there in your mind without acting on them, without speaking or being too concerned about them? What if you just allowed the chattering monkey mind to do what it does and let spirit unfold into your reality all that is meant for you, just for this week as an experiment? I encourage you to try this experiment. You will be surprised what you learn about yourself and the insights that you find You'll be really surprised at what you retrieve within your life, within yourself, if you try this experiment. The meditation and equanimity, neither trying to resist the challenging, intense sensations that would arise and also not craving to feel good, simply watching what was there and witnessing and allowing it. The true meditation, the true spiritual practice is in life. It's not on the pillow. That has its importance and its place. But the spiritual practice is, is out in the world with other people where you get triggered and have challenge and pain and preferences. Try your equanimity in your waking life in the world. See if you can let go of preference. Acceptance for what is 
is where we can transcend our preference into the surrender of what our soul wants to unfold in our experience. Most people will never know what they could be because they don't give their life and themselves the chance to experience it. We are busy resisting and pushing away and avoiding. We are busy trying to get and chase and seek. Surrender can, it can feel like resignation if you don't understand it. And often we need to go to the extremes in our life because we have to, our soul must experience to learn and grow. And that's the only way our soul learns and grows and, and, and can move forward. And so you may need the pendulum to swing to one extreme and then to the other and keep swinging between those extremes less and less and less until that experience and you experience the ability to surrender. And spirit will always give you individual moments that you can capitalize on. And you can really milk those moments and really understand and activate it within your body and in your experience and in your knowing of what that experience is like, what that feels like. If you hadn't, ha haven't had the experience of surrendering to your higher mind, the mind driven by the soul, your feminine mind, that's what may have to happen for you in your experience. Your feminine mind has a knowing for your grand destiny that far surpasses what your lower brain could envision. All of your inspiration and creativity and imagination comes through this channel. Our intellect and logic and reason can only take us as far as intellect goes, which is not into spiritual realms. It's not into divine love. It's not into unconditional love. It's not into love at all. Think about that. And think about this for a minute. The intellect cannot take us into love. It can go into attachment, desire, attraction, longing, craving, wishing, but not into love. Love is a consciousness that is higher than intellect. This is why love makes most things irrelevant. Love knows more than logic. Logic, reason, and intellect only knows what already exists, and it's very reductionist. Your mind will hold its preference for dear life. Your mind will drive you off a cliff. It does not care. It does not care about what your soul longs for and what your heart desires. It will think that those preferences are your identity, that you are a person who likes lemonade. And perhaps you are. And this is how we lock ourselves into beliefs and belief patterns that keep us inhibited and chained to preferences that we have not questioned. Like, I'm the intellectual. And so we haven't questioned that what if you're in a group where a lot of people know more than you and you're super triggered. And so being locked into that identity doesn't allow you to flow with what could really unfold as beautiful conversations and your channel flowing through you and you getting in touch with your spiritual wisdom that far surpasses your intellect. And so we lock ourselves into beliefs about our own self. And that's a massive part of what this Venus square Neptune on Tuesday is, is happening for is in, is, is doing for us this week is it's allowing us to loosen our grip on all of our beliefs in certain areas of our lives, particularly so that we can open up to what was hidden to even ourselves, what was hidden within, what was hidden in the world, what we couldn't see, what we were blind to, so that we can move forward on our path. 
many of the beliefs just come along. They came along with our upbringing. They came along with our education. They came along with our social groups and our work circles. We didn't stop to ask if we loved this, if it served some higher truth for our growth and evolution as soul, if it helped us to create something amazing in the world, if it brought us joy and exalted emotions, if it connected us to others in a deep way. You are not listening to this if you like to be comfortable. You are not listening to this if you, if you like to stay safe. You are here if you like to be on the edge of your seat and on the edge of life, passionate for the next mountain to traverse. Living full out, loving, creating, being fully alive instead of limited and inhibited by beliefs and thoughts and preferences. What if your wildest life could unfold before your eyes in the most spectacular orchestra and fireworks display if you let down your defenses and preferences and surrendered into what is? Surrender is different than complacency. It's different than inaction. It is allowing yourself to stop resisting and fighting with what you cannot control anyway or what would be an exhaustive fight to pursue. It would be a try-hard situation. What if you let the magic that spirit is move through your life and the divine feminine to hold space within your being and rise up through you like kundalini and be the embodiment of what your soul longs for you? Our preferences hijack our gifts. It holds hostage our own freedom and self-expression in the name of what? Tradition, custom, moral superiority? That is not freedom. Free is the soul unbound and our personality, the expression of it allowed to fly, to bounce on, to bounce upon heat pockets and trounce upon palm fronds. We have an untamed wild woman inside of us that longs to be fully herself. She has been suppressed long enough to gain approval, to not be seen as dumb, to fit in with the people that had control or had power or controlled the rooms or or controlled the money, or controlled, you know, buying property, owning property, all of these different elements, we have to realize that it's only late 20th century that women had credit cards, could buy a house, own property, um, could do things without sign-offs. We have to realize that we are just now stepping into this place in a lot of ways. And it is really through us that things will massively shift. Spiritual vision is above all of that. Divine feminine, she's been sublimated and not allowed to exist within all of humanity for fear of true sexuality and release, for fear of true grace and beauty, for fear of creative explosion of soul upon the planet and the forest and treetops of innovation and advancement of life for what would make it truly worth, worth our love. See if you can notice your preferences first. Notice the resistance to the littlest things, to the weather, to your emotions when you awaken, to your bathroom sink, to your partner, to your friends' peculiarities, to your hair, to your memory, to what other people say to you, to the X key on your computer sticking. Just notice. Then see if you can soften the tendency to resist. To wish it were a different way. See if you can relax that knee-jerk reaction to push away or reach for it. See if you can pause and allow. See if you can soften to what wants to come into your experience. 
Our soul knows all of our heart's longings and wishes and late night prayers. And if we only soften our personalities, hold on our life, what can come through us is so much more pure and real and beautiful. It is magical and star-dusted with love unimaginable if only we can let go long enough for it to have a chance to flow like a river through our being and into our experience. I am sending you lots of love. I have um, a masterclass coming up on November 8th. It's the Wild Feminine Financial Healing Masterclass, and it is different every time. There's different content um, in this masterclass than the ones before. And if you would like to join us for that, it's very transformational. It's going to be powerful. Um, we're going to talk about the lower mind and the divine feminine mind and letting soul come through along with financial healing and how to get the chattering mind to leave you alone (laughs) or how to accept that it's there. Um, we are going to do all of this in that masterclass on November 8th. So you can join the activate your goddess Facebook group and join us for that. Also, If you would like to get some transformation and find some clarity, you can book a call with me at lifecoachjude.com. And until the next episode, I am sending you lots of love. I do want to say that also, if you listen, go back and listen to the episodes, you will raise your consciousness, you will raise your frequency. They will help remind you of what you already know and put it into action. It will help you with mindset work to train your brain to rise into the greatness that's just simply your truth and to be able to take action in your life when you'd rather procrastinate and to be the impact that you're here to to make on this world. And um, if you are digging this podcast, I would be so grateful if you would give us a review at iTunes. It helps us to um, allow for other people to find us And I really, really appreciate you being here. I'm sending you so much love. I'll talk to you next episode. Hey, goddesses. This has been the Light Goddess Podcast. I am your host, Jude Hotep, the Goddess Coach. And if you would like to apply for the Light Goddess program that is all over at lifecoachjude.com, click the button and we will talk. If you'd like a free guide on how to connect to your sacred feminine and make more money, that is over at lifecoachjude.com.